Hi, welcome to Your Life, Your Way, a podcast series where TMU students and faculty members sharing their experience studying, working, and living in Taiwan. Now, let's get started. Hello there. It is time for another podcast brought to you by TMU Taipei Medical University. It's your life, your way, and I'm your host Joseph Lin. Today we have the privilege and honor to invite, who is a very elite professor for the Graduate Institute of Biomedical Informatics. His name is Li Youzhuan. Doctor Jack Li is with us today. Hello there, and how are you doing? Great, great. How are you, Joseph? Nice to、uh, be in your show. I gotta say, it's been such a pleasure to talk to different professors from TMU to learn about different、uh, angles. Of the medical field, and today we're actually going to combine AI, which is something I think that is familiar to most people—artificial intelligence. But how does that apply to what you do and your research? Your background is actually something that has to do with the largest organ of the body. Most people may think it's the lungs, but no, it's the skin. You、uh, study dermatology. Tell us about yourself and your studies, and why you became a dermatologist. Let us know more about you. Okay.、Uh, well, actually, I wasn't a dermatologist before I became a PhD、mm-hmm. in medical informatics. Okay.、Um, so I graduated from Taipei Medical University,、um, and I have my medical degree. But I did not actually get a license and become a doctor right away.、Mm. Uh, I went to the U.S. Oh. Um, and I get a PhD in biomedical informatics.、And、all the reason why I do that is because I want to study artificial intelligence. I see. So AI wasn't actually new. It was invented in why、well, it was coined in 1957.、Mm-hmm. Um, so as you know, I was you know seeing these all these movies growing up. Mm. And、uh, all these flashing lights, you know, yes,、um, yes, on the machine, and the machine became very smart, right? You know, even conduct wars and、uh, wind chess and all that. Yes. So I actually wanted to do that. I want to study artificial intelligence or AI, even when I was in high school.、Mm-hmm. So I kind of accidentally get into medical school. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then I, after I graduated in 1991, I feel like I have to find the missing part, you know,、um, that I was、uh, searching for. So I went to the U.S. and I get into the artificial intelligence research,、okay. mostly about diagnosis, medical diagnosis.、Mm-hmm. And so when I finished my PhD in 1994, in the end of 94, I came back to Taipei University in 95 as an associate professor.、Mm-hmm. Even then, I still wasn't a dermatologist.、Mm-hmm. So、um, about another six months later, I got into the the residency program for dermatology because the、uh, the university president back then, Dr. David Hu. Uh-huh. Was a dermatologist from Stanford. Okay, and he said that since you back to、uh, our university, are you interested in doing a residency in dermatology? Yeah, and I thought, yeah, why not? It's fun. Right, and since if I'm doing a residency in, for example, surgery,、mm-hmm. I may not have any more time to do anything else,、mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, including AI. So、mm-hmm. dermatology was kind of a a field.、Um, back then, it wasn't like. That crowded, you know, people want to get into the. It's not. It's not the hottest、uh, subdivision to get into when it comes to、uh, medicine and、yeah. medical field, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I, right. The, the, the funny thing is, you know, at, at an early age, we hear a lot about dermatologists and dermatology because of skincare products. You know,、uh, when the TV ad comes on, you know, you hear this slogan. You know, it's. Dermatologist approved and whatnot,、uh, but yet you got into this, which, and I'm sure every field would have this need for artificial intelligence. But、uh, mm. with dermatology, it seems like a, a little bit more far fetched, or maybe it's not. Maybe I'm ignorant about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's a perfect fit. Okay.、Um, the reason being, yeah, 
Well, one of the reasons that I got into AI after medical school is that I felt that there's so much computer can help mm-hmm. uh, in medicine because we yes. all the seven years of medical school were trying to memorize everything. Yes, um, and and imagine computer can actually memorize everything without forgetting any of them. Absolutely, in, in a split second. Right? Absolutely, and now we're we're in the age of internet. Computers actually knows much more than anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. probably knows more than the collective of all human beings. In the <laughs> yeah, world, right? yeah, indeed. Yeah, um, easily. Yes. And imagine if you memorize all the things and you can reason it like a human, mm-hmm. um, how powerful would that be? Right. Yeah. yeah. And not, not to mention that when, when we were in medical school, mm. we we're trying to memorize one disease mm-hmm. after another. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's endless. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. after like a couple of hundred diseases, you get totally confused mm-hmm. and you forget mm-hmm. it, most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are like thousands to go. Yes. So yeah. for me, it's crazy not to use AI medicine. Yeah. You know, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay. I can totally relate to what Dr. Lee is talking about here because I myself uh, come from a, a computer engineering background. And when I studied computer science back in college, I specialized in, in AI, uh, so to speak, as well. And in the early days, you know, artificial intelligence was basically a vast knowledge base of information collectively and able to analyze things. And so, actually developed a program kind of like yours. You do medical diagnosis. I developed a program about auto repair diagnosis, and it's based on knowledge base and AI. But AI can do so much more now. I mean, it's not just about having that information data that they can crunch out, you know, through these great computer chips. But AI now has life to it you know i think uh we we hear more and more stories like that how computers are able to think for themselves and deduce things for themselves more than even human beings maybe you can elaborate on that as well yeah um exactly when i was uh doing my phd Mm -hmm. we are mostly about knowledge engineering Mm -hmm. meaning Mm -hmm. we want to transfer human knowledge into computer yes in a form that computers can understand right but that involves a lot of interaction with human experts in any specific fields that you Mm -hmm. want to get the knowledge from Mm -hmm. now ai has evolved into something called machine learning it's more it's like the most dominant way algorithm for AI right now, uh-huh. because we never have so much data stored in our computer in the history of you know human culture. Yeah. So and and the, the speed of that data growing mm. is beyond anybody's imagination. Imagine yeah. that every second, yeah. there are twenty four hours worth of video uploaded to YouTube. Right. right. So there's so much <laughs> data, and, it's, and we're accumulating them in such a speed. That you can never ask somebody mm. to tell you, and then you put it down into a computer. That that would never work. We can't right? catch up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you, can, you can never catch up. Every yeah. second you spend with a human, there are 24 hours more knowledge yeah. putting into the computers, right? right? Now it's probably 24 years of knowledge every second, right? Mm. So now that's why machine learning is, is, is so hot right now, because... Mm-hmm. The huge amount of data that we're accumulating, mm-hmm. and the algorithm allow us. And the current hardware and software. You know, when I was in high school, I was trying machine learning, mm. but but my machine was an Apple II, ha. and it has like 
32k of memory. Yes, I, I remember those days too. Games. I have an Apple II two E as well. You know, I know what you're talking right, about. Right, right. <laughs> so back then, the algorithm exists, but yeah. we don't have the kind of machine, and yeah. we don't have the kind of data that we have right now. Not even close. Yeah. Um, so when machine learning comes into play. People suddenly realize that AI can actually mm. do an excellent job, actually better than human in most cases, mm. in terms of recognizing the pattern hidden in the data. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's why I said dermatology is actually a perfect fit for AI because we look at patterns all the time, every day. Okay, right? we look at skin, so we look at a lot of images. Yes, we don't even sometimes without talking to the patient, we already have the diagnosis. Yeah. Right? So um, in Chinese, it's called yi ding duo. You know, just have uh, diagnosis with one eye, <laughs> one right, sight. Right. Um, and AI can pretty much just do that if you give, <laughs> if you give them enough images to learn. Right. Interesting. So, you point that out because you know a lot of times you know we feel like we need that human touch. You know, and then the human instinct sometimes come into play when it comes to diagnosis and whatnot. But even a computer can kind of simulate that if you wanted it to. Uh, it doesn't have to be just based on cold hard facts and to be 100% accurate on every conclusion. It could simulate and emulate what human uh, minds do. Exactly, especially um, the machine learning algorithm that's evolving so fast right now. Yeah. It pretty much can emulate a lot of human uh, behavior, not, not necessarily mm. human thinking. The behavior looks mm. similar. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't really know how it thinks, but, mm-hmm. yeah. but the results are similar. Yeah. You know, it will, for example, if a computer, if an AI can tell dogs from cats, and you provide a photo, it looks somewhere between dog and cats, right? Okay. It will say, oh, it's 50% dog and 50% cat. <laughs> right? so, so the computer can, AI can pretty much do that. Okay. Um, and that actually leads to uh, the question about my spin-off company. You know, mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. one of my spin-off companies about it's called Derm AI, Dermatology AI. So okay. it's quite straightforward. Derm okay. AI. <laughs> yeah, it all started as we try to develop an app that can tell the difference between a fine a mole like mm-hmm. the nevus right on mm-hmm. the skin mm-hmm. and the risk of the mole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a constant fear that our mole is changing. It's getting yes. too black. It's too dark, and yeah. the shape is not looking very right, you know? I feel so, like I want to have Dr. Lee kind of examine my skin right now, too, as he yeah, talks about that. <laughs> exactly. And people are growing more of those nevi or moles mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Um, on the face, on your arms and trunk, you know. And the problem is, if you go to see your doctor, your dermatologist, every time you have a mole, mm. then you're going to waste a lot of time right. and resources. Yes. Right? But if you don't, you're worried one day you see the doctor and the doctor says, why are you coming so late? Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. too late now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, so you're always between this, this worry too much mm-hmm. and you know, not wanting to waste your time and, and resources. Right. So we develop a tool that can actually, you can take a photo using your cell phone up your mall and exactly. it will tell you the risk. Yes. And whether the risk is high enough to see a doctor. Right. right. So that actually, it doesn't give you the diagnosis, but it gives you the risk mm-hmm. and it tell you whether the risk is high enough mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. to justify a trip to a exactly. doctor's office. Exactly. That's where the machine, that's where the AI, that's where the, the computers come into place. Uh, that's the whole point of developing these machines to do this for us. And I, I'm happy to report that the term AI, this company, has been able to promote this app. So we have exceeded 100,000 users a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. Mm, Um, Wow. So we're we're making an impact on the society and we're trying to expand that to other markets like the US market, like Australia, Uh uh, where there are many, many more melanoma. um, Mm -hmm. 
and uh, you know pigmented skin problems. Mm. Again, this is a very fascinating time to be uh, you know doing something like this. And like I mentioned earlier, artificial intelligence pretty much can be applied to every field that we know of, every walks of life around the world. And when it comes to medicine and the medical field, it's even more important because we want to take care of ourselves and to be able to live healthier and longer lives. That's the whole point, isn't it? Now, a lot of times, cost come into play. I mean, we can talk all about this and how fascinating it is, but if the cost is too much, it's it's more than、uh, what we can afford, then it becomes theoretical. How does implementation cost play into play?、Um, well, so as I said, it, if we're using machine learning, it requires a lot of data.、Mm-hmm. So one major cost and barriers for startup for new companies is to obtain the data. And、yes. obtain good quality data. Yeah,、indeed. and obtain real world data. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.、Um, I'll just give you one example. If you want to do something like what I described,、mm. uh, we call that application. We call it Momi. Like <laughs> me is like myself, and everybody has a mo. So Momi.、Um, <laughs> so if you want to develop something like Momi,、uh-huh. and you're a small company,、uh-huh. you have to ask, or you have to kind of beg. A dermatology department to give you some photos of the moles, right? Yes. And a dermatology department could, if they're friendly enough, they probably give you a hundred photo of mole,、uh-huh. which they use professional camera and you know with very good contrast, and then they took the、uh, photo of the mole.、Mm-hmm. So you get a hundred very high quality photo moles,、mm-hmm. but that is not actually real world data because compared to what the user take、mm-hmm. using their cell phone. It's、yeah. totally different quality,、yeah. right? So、yeah. if you train on that kind of quality, you will not be able to use it in the real world, right? And one hundred images far from enough. Now, based on our experience, we need about three thousand to five thousand images to start to have some acceptable accuracy、mm-hmm. in this、mm-hmm. case. Yes. So it's a huge cost for startup. To actually get into the medical field,、mm. so the barrier really is high.、Mm-hmm. Um, the entry barrier is quite high,、mm. and for people who do not have direct resources,、mm-hmm. direct expertise in that specific healthcare field,、mm. it will be extremely, you know, more difficult,、mm-hmm. right?、Mm-hmm. So.、Uh, and there are a lot of privacy issues in terms of、mm. healthcare data. Mm, so、true. I would have to say that healthcare data、uh, is one of the major major barriers、mm. for any startup who want to get into healthcare AI.、Mm. It's very true.、Uh, it's delicate information that you guys are dealing with, and、uh, like with any startups, of course, you know the initial threshold is going to be large. And like you said, you need enough data and real data and usable data in order to, to get the snowball rolling. But once you have that long vision and able to get through that threshold and get through that barrier, things will definitely pick up on a faster pace.、Uh, as with again, a lot of you know companies, that will be the first barrier, and then、yeah. the second barrier, which most startup would.、Mm. Actually, perish mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is during the clinical validation. Ah, there you go. Meaning, yeah, now you have an app. Yeah, but how do I trust your app? Exactly. You through, right, a validation right. process with like hundreds and maybe thousands of patients. Right. But, right. but where do you recruit the patient? You、right. need to go through IRB. You need to go through a lot of processes and、yeah. costs and work with doctors and, and patients. Right. And that 
typically took more than one or two years. Yes. And many companies cannot survive that long without any real income, you know. So it's really um, not that easy and, and needs a lot of facilitating from the government and, and university yes. and the hospital to help. Yeah. Yes, uh, absolutely. I just went online to search for Momi. You guys actually have some, you know, social medias that people can check out uh, with Derm AI again. That's Momi, M-O-L-E-M-E. And uh, if you like to learn more about it, of course, you can always search for this online. Jack Lee, Dr. Jack Lee has a lot of uh, credentials online as well and videos you guys can watch whenever you have a chance. And you can learn more about his involvement, again, with artificial intelligence and uh, how he applies it to different fields and especially to dermatology. Anything you would like to add here uh, to about your, your company, Derm AI? Um, yeah, actually, um, since just doing this AI app, Mm-hmm. It's really not viable for mm-hmm. a, a startup. Mm-hmm. So we also go into telemedicine, mm-hmm. um, and we try to combine telemedicine into with AI. Mm-hmm. So we start another service called S Skin. It's okay. like S K I N, right? S uh-huh. about skin. <laughs> Mash up two words together. Huh? <laughs> right, right. Okay. So asking since it's lunch, we have been serving hundreds of international paid con- teleconsultation uh-huh. on skin diseases. I see. Um, and we serve mostly uh, Chinese-speaking population around the world. Mm. Uh, like half of them are from Europe, uh, half of them are from the United States, and some from South Asia. Mm-hmm. So it's been fun, and we're trying to expand that to uh, a lot more area, not just dermatology. We want to expand that to psychology, okay. psychiatry, you know, family medicine, for chronic diseases, and so on and so forth. Wow, wow. So, yeah, so that was the first company. Yeah. Okay, so this is sort of like an online uh, consultation platform, and again, like you said, right. right now targeted to the Chinese-speaking community, which applies to exactly. the whole world. Uh, and you guys can check it out. Called it's actually spelled A S K I N Askin. Again, brought to you by Dr. Jack Lee right here. Finally, uh, do you have any advice uh, for students who have interest in both AI and medicine? I'm sure okay. they would love um, to hear from you. Okay, that's a good question. But before mm. I answer that, mm-hmm. um, I can tell you another two other companies that I, I'm oh. working on. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah. I, I thought we were done. You got more. Great. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah, just very briefly. So, uh, Thermi AI is doing uh, relatively well for now. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, another one that was also spin off about two years ago is uh-huh. called Aesop. Uh-huh. Uh, like Aesop Fable, Fable right? Uh-huh. Aesop. ESOP, uh-huh. um, and it stands for AI Enhanced Safety of Prescription. So A E S O P. Okay. Um, the reason is that we want to tackle prescription errors, mm. and prescription errors is a very common error mm-hmm. that, as a doctor, you know, we might be making. Mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. because there's so many drugs and and we have a very busy schedule mm-hmm. and sometimes we want to order abc and we got abd mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. imagine <laughs> that's quite likely if you type a and b and you press enter that's true sometimes you get a different drug than you imagine yes right. yes so uh and imagine we prescribe even just in Taiwan, mm-hmm. okay, we prescribe 360 million times a year, mm-hmm. okay, 360 million. And we are, only have 23 million people, right? Right. But because we see a lot of doctors. So, <laughs> so each year we send out 360 million mm. prescriptions. And That's each crazy. prescription means multiple drugs. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So imagine you only make one percent error. Yeah, that's still in the millions. Yeah, right? that would be three point six million there errors. You go. Right? <laughs> yeah. And we do make errors between in the U.S. study. Right. Medication errors is about six to five uh, percent. Okay. Wow. Yeah, and in Taiwan, it's. Somewhere between five to zero point five percent depends on who you trust. Okay,、uh, but still there is a percentage of error, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.、And、even a small percentage multiplied by the the kind of prescription right. amount, right? It's a huge error, right? And, and the magnitude is there. Yeah, yeah. So we use AI and we learn from billions of prescriptions,、uh-huh. and then finally the AI will be able to recognize a drug or drugs、mm-hmm. that's out of place、mm-hmm. that should not be there,、mm-hmm. right?、Mm-hmm. In terms of the diagnosis you have and the other drugs you have,、mm-hmm. this drug or drugs do not fit in to、mm-hmm. this prescription, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's out of place. So it may be error. Yeah. So. That's the main product of the company right now. Right, right.、Um, and the company, this company, Esop, also expand from prescription error to diagnosis error,、mm-hmm, which、mm-hmm. is a major problem、mm-hmm. in the U.S. hospital.、Mm-hmm. Is that they put down like two diagnoses, but the patient actually have five,、mm-hmm. and they missed some of these very important diagnoses. Okay. Right.、Um, I'm curious to ask: Is the goal for Esop、uh, to Just minimize the percentage of error, or is the goal to actually get it down to zero percent, if even that's a thought to be <laughs> well, entertained? Well, I think it's a journey,、um, okay. and zero is, of course, the, the dream goal. It's、right? dream goal, yes.、Um, but we are happy if we can reduce one percent,、mm-hmm. right?、Mm-hmm. Because、mm-hmm. that means a lot of people that doesn't have to risk. Yeah, no, you know, through wrong prescription and 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 hurt their body, hurt their house. Yeah, yeah. So,、uh, but again,、um, Esop is、uh, running mostly in the U.S., but also in Taiwan. Then we have about six, seven hospitals that's using the system right now, and、mm-hmm. we're trying to expand to the U.S.、Mm-hmm. And my one last, which is still incubating, okay, is called Profit. There you go.、Um, it's P R O P H E T, like a, a profit a- acronym、okay. for yeah, not、okay. profit, not 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 money, not money profit, but A prophecy profit, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, a prophecy profit. But it's an acronym, you said. Okay.、Uh-huh. Yeah, prediction of principal health threat. Oh,、uh, wow. To human, of course. So, <laughs>、right. so we want to be, <laughs> yeah, because you know, healthcare costs is is going、uh, like crazy、uh-huh. all around the world. Yeah, you you probably heard about the U.S. health expenditure. When I was in the U.S.,、mm. it was one point five trillion, and now it's three trillion U.S.、Oh, dollar. My goodness. Okay, I、it's、can't imagine、trillion. that. It's, yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's、uh, four <laughs> times the cost of defense budget of、mm-hmm. the U.S.、Mm-hmm. And this is U.S. dollars. The U.S.、Yeah. is the largest defense budget in the world. Yeah. So the only way that we can tackle that kind of healthcare expenditure growth is、mm-hmm. to be predictive,、mm-hmm. to be preemptive.、Mm-hmm. Meaning, if we can nip the the disease when they're still very mild or very early, right. That is the only way that we can reduce the cost. Yes. Right. Because people are getting older and they are getting more chronic disease and this and that. So profit focus on predictive models、mm-hmm. for diseases, especially cancers、mm-hmm. um, and other principal health threats, which are like stroke, even Alzheimer,、um, mm. and, and other debilitating disease like that. Mm-hmm. 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 Again, Dr. Lee is one of the top two percent scientists in the world, and if you、uh, research on him online, you find a lot of information about what he just he just mentioned. You know about 
you know, uh, prevention, uh, AI and how prevention and earlier medicine comes into play. And again, a lot of projects and companies and spinoffs that he is involved with from Derm AI to the just mentioned profit to Aesop, Askin or Askin. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, Askin. Uh, Askin. <laughs> there you go. Askin. Okay. Finally, what advice do you have for students who are interested in what you do? Okay. Yeah, I think if you're a medical student and you're interested in AI or, or on the other hand, you're an engineering student, you're interested in medicine, mm-hmm. this is the best time to do it. Mm. I mean, we have never have so much access to health data, medical data, and fast machines and, and great algorithms. That's true. We have never had that. Mm. You know, when I came back to Taiwan in 1995, I was still trying to convince all our hospitals to go computers, you know, <laughs> to do health record and put re- health record into computers. Just the basic stuff. we're still writing everything <laughs> yeah. down, right? Right. So we're using computers, but only for cost, yeah. only for, uh, you know, bills, billings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but the medical records are all written and they were revised by the senior doctors. So they're green and red and, and, and black and, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. on a piece of paper, which is overwritten every uh, many times. Mm-hmm. So now almost no hospital are still doing the paper thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, at least not just the paper. If they do paper, they'll do both. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we've never had so much medical record in the electronic form. Mm. Um, sometimes even in a database form. Mm. And, and imagine you can connect all that patient record to the global knowledge mm. of the internet. Mm. You know, so I think the possibilities are endless. Yeah. So this will be the best time. I mean, you are, I mean, these students, you, you are much better positioned to yeah, do this than right. when I started. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you should imagine many things much better than what I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and much more revolutionary yeah. and, and more innovative than what I did. Yeah. Don't repeat what I did. Mm-hmm. Try to outdo me, mm-hmm. you know, outdo everybody else. Yeah. And, and imagine a new world where you're immersed with all this infinite knowledge and, and infinite data and almost infinite processing powers. Yeah. And it's cheap, much cheaper, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When I was using Apple II, it cost me $20,000 <laughs> to get this driver to read a disk. Right, yeah. not twenty thousand dollars can get you a very decent computer. Yeah, thousands times much faster than yeah. my they might uh, back in nineteen ninety one. So yeah, yeah, yeah imagine uh, use your imagination and you review what we did, but don't mm-hmm. repeat what we did. Mm-hmm. Try mm-hmm. something that we never imagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you were born, most of them were born with iPad. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. touch the glass and the glass respond to it. Yeah, that's something we never had before. Yeah. And yeah. you were born with internet. You know, we we did not even imagine the internet. We nobody predicted internet right? Right, right and everybody's born with it so yes. do something much better than we did yeah that's my advice yes indeed it is fascinating how quickly you know the online world and how data uh, is accumulating fast pace as we mentioned at the beginning of today's podcast is unimaginable the human mind can't embody that at all and so use that to your advantage like dr lee says you know and and learn from our mistakes and you have and interestingly enough you do have that data online not from dr lee but from millions and potentially billions of people around the world as well so 
that is your advantage. And this is a great time. And I'm sure it's just going to grow from this point on. It's been such a pleasure talking to Dr. Lee right here uh, to tap into his mind. Seriously, I, I, I hope to uh, get to talk to you more about your fascinating field. And if any developments come, let us know. I'm sure it could be happening tomorrow again, <laughs> you know, for any new developments that happen. Yes. We're always interested to know. Okay. Yes. Uh, again, it is Dr. Lee Yojuan, Dr. Jack Lee, Professor of Graduate Institute of Biomedical Informatics over at TMU. Thank you again for your time. What a pleasure to meet you. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's your life, your way, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today. Your Life, Your Way is brought to you by Taipei Medical University. To get more content sent directly to your device, you can subscribe to our program on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.